Did the Dallas Cowboys try to trade for wide receiver Denzel Mims? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how's it going, sir? It's going great. It's Friday. It's, uh, you know, we're all huddled around Twitter, constantly hitting refresh to see if uh, we get some Jason Peters news here. Which you should Um, also mention. Sounds like the Cowboys are meeting with Jason Peters on Friday. They're kind of having some meetings and he's taking some physicals. So it sounds like things are going well it's it's funny it's funny because i think i think what we all found out this morning was that the meeting that we all thought was happening yesterday was actually happening today (laughs) you know like he he he, clearly he showed up in town and i guess maybe met some people briefly but like the physicals the the actual meeting with jerry jones all that was happening today so uh it's it's it's, sometimes this game is a a lot of wait and see yeah so we talked about jason peters a lot on yesterday's podcast so if you want uh, in-depth breakdown of what he has left in the tank, how he can help the Cowboys. Go check out Thursday's show. Today we got your Twitter questions, and we're going to yeah. start with the, the first one from several different people. They want to know, did the Cowboys try to trade for Jets wide receiver Denzel Mims, and should they continue to maybe make some offers there, Landon? I think you know, try to trade is probably going to be the 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 phrase that's probably the hardest to parse right here. Did they did they call the Jets to see what what the Jets were interested in in, in giving up for Denzel Mims? I I totally believe that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I I think that those are kind of conversations that you know we we give a lot more uh, uh, weight to than and actually are are a big deal. You know, these guys, these teams are talking all the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, my guess is. This is probably what happened. Hey, is Denzel Mims available? Yeah. Yes, for a fourth round pick. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Exactly, exactly what I was gonna say. I, I, I just think it's. Did they call and say, "Hey, we heard about Mims. Uh, you, you, what's the offer? This is it. All right, great. We'll, we'll get back to you." Like end of conversation. Maybe you get a call back. Maybe you don't. Clearly, they didn't get the call back they were hoping for before cutdown because I think they were trying to get it that the Jets being. Yeah, I think yeah. the Jets were trying to get that deal done before cutdown so that they didn't have him on his roster on their roster necessarily. So, but yeah, I, I wouldn't ma- imagine that that's completely off the table for anybody. But I, I think at this point, I mean, unless we hear otherwise, I think the Cowboys are probably rolling with what they got. Yeah. I would say at least to start the season. Right? Oh yeah, just start, I mean, that's what I meant. I'm sorry, just I mean, like, week one. Yeah, they, I think we're at. I mean, we've got about a week until the Cowboys kick off against Tampa Bay. They're probably not adding a receiver and having them play in week one, right? Yeah. Now I think there's a chance after week one. Hey, if Dennis Houston's not ready, if Simi Fahoku, it's clear that once these guys go gets better competition, they're not ready to go. That's when you probably make a trade. But I, Absolutely. I don't get the feeling that anything's going to happen right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 I, I, I don't, I mean, 
I think if they get into the season, they, they really put them out there and they see what they've got there and it's it's not working. They need more firepower. That's when you, you start calling the Jets back and go, hey, about that fourth round pick. I guess we got a comp pick coming at some point anyway. So, um, By the way, I wouldn't you know. give up a fourth round pick for Denzel Mims. That's too expensive. And I think the Jets know that. that they're starting off high and let's see if somebody will offer a conditional fifth round pick or something like that. That, that <laughs> feels high for me. It's an upside pick. I mean, I mean, it's an upside play. I mean, because he he's still young and he hasn't, you know, he doesn't have a ton of production in this league. You just know his traits and you see what he what he can do a little bit. But it's it's not like you're getting a known quantity when you're trading for Denzel Mims. I, I, and, and Mims, I would say that Mims is, you know, again, like Mims is probably not the only person that they're talking about. He's just the one we are talking about here. You know, I guarantee you that if they if they called about Mims, they probably called about other folks too. So. Uh, if the Cowboys get through week one and or two and they just it, it's just not what they expect it to be, Gallup is still gonna be a couple more weeks out and 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 they just they need something and they and they want something kind of long term, you know, because that's the thing is that when you make a commitment for the trade, it's like you're you're it's not like a rental. Yeah. I mean, unless unless you're going for a specific situation where you're trading a low ground draft pick for a, a vet who's coming off a, at the end of the year of contract, you're trading for a long-term asset. So uh, you, you got to feel strongly that there's a need there. So getting through a couple games probably will drive you to that. And I've looked around the depth charts uh, in the NFL to see if there's some receivers that make sense. There are some guys out there that I think could be traded, I don't know, over the next two months or so, but none of them are great options. Like I think Robbie Anderson, the player, makes sense. Then you go look at a salary, and he's got base salaries, like a base salary of $9 million next year. Yeah, I mean, and there's Carolina, contracts there. You know? In Carolina, if the Carolina trades in, they would be taking like a $14 million dead cap hit on Robbie Anderson. I don't know. Same thing with New England with Nelson Aguilar. Like, I think they would have to – It would. Be, I think his base salary is eleven million this year. I don't think I mean, Dallas is interested. Do you in want to pay? I mean, who no. would be? Why would you no. pay? Why would you want to pay that much money for Nelson Aguilar? No. I mean, I think he's had a nice little career resurgence, but good, I mean, goodness gracious, that—that's the problem. Is there's just there's there's not very many great options out there. But I, I do think when we get to closer to the trade deadline, and you'll have a couple teams that will just be out of it, and they're looking to dump some contracts. That's when, if the Cowboys are still having a wide receiver problem. You can go get, but right now, kind of, this is who you're going to be rolling with. This is kind of the guys that you have available to you. I think the best case scenario of all the situations is that you roll into week one, uh, and these young guys hit, and you know that this kind of combination of guys that you have can can do the job. So mm-hmm. I think they want to allow for that possibility. But I, I think that if they get in there and it's it's not it's dragging the team down. That's when you make a move, whether it's yep. you know picking someone off of the street or making a trade. I think, and I think there's multiple different ways that they could go that route. I agree. Uh, all right, let's get to more to more questions. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week one lines. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They have the fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite sports, including MLB, MMA, NFL, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, next question. If the Cowboys are under 500 at week blank should we we be worried hmm. 
Yeah, you and I actually were talking about this one before the show a little bit. Um, you know, I think, and you and I kind of kind of have a similar range. I would say week six, week seven. I mean, if we're talking about raising the alarms, like I think uh, a- after you've played both Washington and New York, and, and, and hopefully that that gives you some wins. I mean, because look, we can talk, we can go through the schedule and 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 knock them down on what we what our expectations are. They play two really tough games early on in the season. Sure. They're winnable games, absolutely winnable. Because I mean, you, you don't know exactly the ceiling of your team, and they're both you don't at really home. Know the floor, yeah, they're both at home, but they're both re- against really good teams. So yep. um, there shouldn't necessarily be an expectation for both of those or either of those to be wins. Um, so I, I think six, seven, you know, maybe a little bit. I think you know we've talked about this. Maybe you argue a little bit later, but I think. That around midseason, you know, or right before midseason, if they're under 500 still, um, I mean, it's it's time to be concerned at yep. least because you have a, a, a difficult part, you know, part of the schedule after that. So Bill Parcells has always said that you want to be at least two and two after the first month of the season, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, really, this is the extended preseason now. Just don't get yourself into a big hole. And I think with the Cowboys schedule, they can do it. Obviously, the first two home games are difficult, and they play at the Giants. Uh, on Monday night football, or excuse me, on, yes, Monday night football. Yeah. And then they play home against the Washington Commanders. If you're two and two after four weeks, it's not a great start, but it's fine. If they're one and three at that stage or oh and four, obviously that's when you get concerned. But the, the real one for me is going into their game against the Packers on November 13th. That's that's after the first eight games of the season. Again, run through the schedule. First two games, Bucks, Bengals. At Giants, home against the Commanders, at the Rams, at the Eagles, home against the Lions, home against the Bears. If you are <laughs> less than four and four going into that Packers game, that's it's tough. time to hit. The, yeah, it's hit, time to hit the panic button because the schedule it's not super easy uh, after that. So i I would like to see them five and four, ideally five and three. I think five and three is a very good goal. If you can get there. That's fine. Let's let's go into mid-November football with a winning record. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, I would say that the the front part of the schedule is not terribly awful. I mean, like you said, you play two contender teams, but you play them at home, and then you kind of get some a cakewalk teams that you face in there a little bit. So you need to kind of stack wins early, it, not if only simply to get confidence in your team for the back end of the se- the season. Um, we have a lot of young players and I mean, the, especially on the left side of our offensive line that are, they're going to take some lumps early. That's, there's no doubt about that, but the Cowboys have got to find a way to steady itself and, and kind of write that because, uh, you know, the hope is that those guys develop for the back end of the season and become really good. But I think that you've, you're going to have to weather a storm a little bit. And the good part is that, and kind of the curse is that you, it, it's the winnable part of your season is up front, but that also implies that you need to make sure that you're getting yeah. the wins because yeah. it, it may be tougher to get them a little bit later in the season. Uh, all right. Next question. Who gets more receptions this year, Tony Pollard or Noah Brown? That's a really good question. I, I, I think Pollard, maybe Pollard had um, 39 receptions last year, and I would assume that's going to go up. Yeah, I would too. I, I imagine it closer to, I mean, 55, 50, 50 to 55. Yeah, I, I think I think 45 to 55 is probably the range for Pollard. You're Noah the, Brown has 39 career receptions. 
yeah, I, I think, you know, I think that Brown will mat probably match his career, uh, yeah. you know, uh, receptions. I, I think he will get featured early on um, simply because he's the, you know, the most reliable of the, of the youngest guys. And he's had a great camp. He's earned an opportunity to get looks. So, um, we'll see. I, I, and it could be that he doesn't even get to that simply because they have a number of wide receivers they may want to look at. And then eventually, once Gallup comes in, you know, maybe even Washington at this point, uh, they'll eat into his opportunities a little bit. All right. Next question How confident are you, Landon, about this defense this season? Because last year, going into week one, I don't think we were all that confident. And I think, especially after week one, when yeah. the Cowboys lost to Marcus Lawrence due to a broken foot. Randy Gregory missed uh, some time. I think that we had some real concerns, but going into the season, at least, how do you feel about the defense? Well, yeah. And also Neville Gallimore, we didn't know what was going to happen in the middle of that defensive line. You know, I, I feel incredibly confident. I mean, honestly, I think uh, the thing I'm concerned about is, is regression, you know, is simply surviving the likely turnover regression that they may face. But I, I, I mean, just watching this team, it's not like, it's not like there, anything that I've seen on defense is making me uh, not excited about this defense. You know, it's like yep. they've they've put out and they've produced, they've shown you a lot of what we saw last year. They're creating turnovers at a good rate. Um, they clearly get their hands on footballs uh, very in a very natural way, and, and it kind of just happens all over the the, the defense. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, watching watching everybody that's there, watching all the pieces individually and as a group, what they've done, I haven't seen anything to kind of temper my my excitement other than, you know, historical numbers where yeah. which tell you that yeah. that defense is not necessarily replicable uh, year to year. I would say though that I think that the, to kind of even counter that part, they have so much youth at, 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 on defense that did all this last year and now they're a year more experienced. Yep. Um, I, I think that this is a more talented defense than it was last year, despite so, the fact that you've lost Randy Gregory. And I, I, you know, I, I just think it's a more talented group overall. You don't think it's sustainable to think the Cowboys are going to have more interceptions on defenses than uh, passing touchdowns allowed. <laughs> uh they, had, probably, they allowed they allowed 24 passing touchdowns last year they had 26 interceptions you know probably not but i'm also <laughs> i'm also not you know uh this uh you know go, go saying that it won't happen you know <laughs> I, I i it's you know it, there is regression is a thing but there's also still the opportunity that's that somehow they are better um here so. here's how they could be better um, they allowed 5.5 yards per play last year. I think that could go down. They allowed yeah. um, 4.5 yards per rush. They allowed 1.7 points per drive. Like I think a lot of that stuff could go down, and I think they could be a de- better defense like play by play. Yes. The hard part is getting the turnovers, right? And that stuff is going to be difficult. It's just – how big is the drop in turnovers? Is it going from what they have 36 or something like that? 34. If you go from 34 to 14, this defense is probably going to struggle. But if it's 34 to 22, they're going to be fine. I, I truly believe they're going to be fine. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that, I mean, you know, making the argument against this defense, you know, being great like it was last year is an analytical argument for, for the most part. 
but sort of even belying the, the Alan Lickle argument, argument is that defense is mostly reflection of the offenses that you're playing. I mean, that that's just the way the rules are yeah. set up in the NFL. You can obviously greatly increase your chances by adding or subtracting talent and scheme. All that adds in. But a large part of it is is about the offenses you're facing. Cowboys have a very easy schedule this year. Well, I, I mean, they they I, definitely I, are going to play some play some big time uh, some big time offenses, but but for the most part, the Cowboys have an incredible schedule that includes at least at least four opportunities where you're either playing Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz as as a quarterback. So, yeah, I, I mean, just just to be clear, this is their what is this their final seven games of the season. I'm going to read the quarterbacks that are slated to start against the Cowboys because we know that injuries are going to happen. This is this is where they should make a, a killing. Real quick, uh, while while he's doing that, I'm going to be drinking this and imagine this is tea instead of water, right? <laughs> all right, Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan, which I, if you remember what happened to Matt Ryan last year against Dallas, wasn't great. Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, we'll see. Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, like that's a a big portion of your schedule. Not even counting a stretch where you play. Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, Justin Fields. Like, there's Again, some really beneficial stretches in there for you. Two games of Daniel Jones, two games of Carson Wentz. That's four games. That's almost 25% of the season of Again, your opponents. Are the are like, there's a chance that, like, you're playing Taylor Heineke oh, yeah. again, or you're playing totally. Tyrod Taylor, or you're playing Sam Howell. Like, or any yeah. one of these teams have lost one of their quarterbacks. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, so yeah, I, I think the good news for the Cowboys is even if they aren't better, even if they aren't quite as good, the results could still be the same, if not better, because of the fact of who they are facing this year yeah. versus who they faced last year. You know what's crazy to me at looking at their schedule? I think they play four top 14 quarterbacks during the entire season. And two of them are in the first two weeks of the season. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys defense struggles a little bit out of the gate and people panic. But if they look really good, let's let's say they lose to Tampa Bay, but they beat the Bengals and they give up 17 points. You've just gotten through half of the hardest part of your schedule yeah. after two weeks. Yeah. So and that's defensively, yeah. Defensively. Like that's yeah. the reason to be a little bit optimistic about this team. So it's crazy because the first two weeks of the season have never meant less because of the 17 game schedule. But at the same time, if the Cowboys start off two and zero, or even if they're one and one and they look good, set yourself up. For, yeah, exactly. Ex exactly. Uh, all right, let's get to some more questions. This next one uh, is a really interesting one from Jay Bay. He wants to know: Do you really think that Connor McGovern was going to be the starter in Week One before Tyron Smith's injury? If so, why give him snaps at center? It doesn't add up, in my opinion. I agree. I don't. I don't believe it. And, and I think the, the other thing to consider, too, is that they weren't giving Tyler Smith snaps anywhere else except for first-team left guard. He wasn't getting, like, second-team snaps. He wasn't moving outside to tackle, despite the fact that, you know, him moving out to left tackle, I think, was their backup plan. He yep. did play some of it in, in the spring, which is obviously why they, they kind of got him ready. But when it came down to this, he was only getting snaps with the first team left guard, uh, with the first as first team left guards. And Connor was getting snaps as first team left guards, second team, both sides guards. I saw him in the right guard and left guard. And obviously he took first team center snaps during the preseason. I mean, during the preseason games as first team as that is. Yep. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, to me, 
it, just look, reading the tea leaves of this, despite the fact that they were rotating those first team snaps, they weren't preparing uh, uh, Tyler Smith to be like, and I, I understand they wanted to keep him as a, as a, as a, you know, kind of a swing player, but why not give him second, especially after what well, let's go was hurt. Why not give, start giving him second team left tackle snaps. Like, you know, so I, I, clearly to me, just based on the way that they, they portioned out the reps, he was always going to be the first team left guard because they didn't really prepare him for another option. Yes. Yes. I, I think worst case scenario you would have seen Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern alternating like series in the Tampa Maybe. Bay game. And I hate when teams do this, but we know that the Cowboys have done this in the past with Terrence Steele and uh, Lyle Collins. And we've seen them do it with Connor McGovern and Connor Williams. So it's, they're not opposed to doing that. I, I still think Tyler Smith probably would have started, but I think Connor McGovern would have played a lot of snaps. It's that six offensive lineman fullback, all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. I, I, I to be fair, I kind of want to see Connor Williams play a lot. It seems Govern. like he's had a nice camp. Yeah, I, I do too. I think he's actually come come back quite a bit from uh, looking kind of up and down uh, to, to really looking solid these last few few weeks. I mean, I, you have to remember like uh, that preseason game where the Cowboys' first offensive line that had Tyler Smith in there, when they were moving the football, Connor McGovern was part of that too, of that yeah. interior trio that looked impressive. So – Yep. Uh, and I think, you know, again, I think it's always been an issue where Connor McGovern has been better at the right side than he has been at the left side. Yeah. I, uh, I think the gap between the two is shrinking just because hopefully, he's getting more hopefully. and more reps. Uh, all right. Last question here is from Joe. What position, if any, did the Cowboys improve on from last season? So let's do this really quickly. Let's go position by position, see if the Cowboys improved. Quarterback. Yes. I think they've yes. improved Absolutely. because Dax just. Look how much healthier he is now compared to who he was last year. Uh, and how he's performing back. in camp. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running back. Uh, I'd say it's the same. I'd say it's probably the same, yeah. Yeah. Wide receiver, I think that's a clear decline. D- decline. Tight end. I think they may be better. Well, I, I, it's tough because at this point last year they had Jarwin, right? Yeah, but um, Jarwin was coming off a major injury. We yeah. We saw one year Schultz. I think they're – I think they're I would say this. Yeah, I would say they're slightly better, if not close to the same. But sure, yeah. we'll, a, a tick better. Offensive line, I think it's worse. Yeah, I mean, if only just for injury. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, defensive end. I think this one's tough to say because well, I, first I think, of, what are we what are we classifying Parsons? Yeah, well, I think he's got to be part of he's part of the consideration at the position when you're spending. So he's part of the consideration for this, right? Then they're so, dramatically better. Yeah, than they were right? at least at least the start to the season because you have a healthy Demarcus Lawrence. Yes, Randy Gregory's gone, but you've got Parsons. Fowler is a nice rotational piece. You've got Sam Williams. You've got Bash. I mean, I love Randy Gregory, but I don't know how they could be worse than they were. Almost at any point last year, considering they had so many injuries at that position. Yeah, and especially if they spent a large portion of the season last year without both Randy Gregory yeah. and Demarcus Lawrence. Yep. So, defensive tackle, better. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if only by work. yeah, they healthier and also the both of those younger players, all three of those younger players uh, have gotten better. If you include Bohana too, you know. So, well, much, and, and I don't would say better. And don't forget who the Cowboys were having to play at defensive tackle like a lot early in the season. They were playing 
Uh, our guy, Justin Hamilton, played yeah. quite a few snaps, right? Uh, they had uh, Austin, was it Fioli? Played yeah, Fioli. He only just got recently got cut, like, I guess, <laughs> before training or like during training camp. So. Yeah, so they, I mean, you, Carlos Watkins played a bunch of snaps. Now he's on your practice squad. Like, they're yeah. just, they're so much better at that spot than they were last year. Uh, linebacker. I think they're better because I think we have a better idea of what Leighton Vander Esch can be. I think there are certainly more. I feel versatile. well. I will say this: I feel ten times better about Leighton Vander Esch now than I did at this time last year. Yeah, Barr is going to give you a little bit more of a versatile piece there. Parsons is going to be better than he was last year, I would assume. I mean, I, I, he looks better than he did last year. Uh, and then you got Cox, who's uh, who wasn't even you know eligible last year, so. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think this is a team that this is gets better, and it's 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 only going to get better too. So, do you remember who your week one starting linebackers were against Tampa Bay last year? Luke Gifford was one of them, wasn't he? No, 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 it was way worse. Uh, it, it was Jalen Smith and Keanu Neal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, of course, because Neal was was. It's <laughs> oh, hard to believe that Jalen Smith was a starter for this team last year. Uh, I mean, it just shows you how long a season is. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, cornerback i mean undeniably better right yeah absolutely i mean just you know simply if the the confidence that someone like anthony brown is playing with you have to know the diggers is getting better you know, as he's you didn't lose older. anybody and you added the you didn't lose bland. anyone yeah and you added bland and i think that that i think that despite how we feel about their how far they've prog- progressed i think joseph and Wright are both better than they were last year and safety i mean no. Yeah, absolutely. Starters. <laughs> like, I feel better about the starters and depth than I did at this time last year because remember, Malik Hooker, I, I think just got signed at this point, right, or a couple of weeks yeah. before this. Well, and 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 really, both him and uh, KZ, uh, KZ, like both coming off of those injuries, we weren't exactly sure what we were going to get. I know we knew that KZ had come off quite quickly and looked healthy. But Hooker, I mean, Hooker didn't start actually looking like Hooker until like, you know, week four, five or six, you know, halfway through the season and, and, and has looked just really, looked really, really good down the stretch. So I think, yeah, not only are their starters better, but it's one of the deepest positions in the team. And in fact, it's so deep that it's bleeding into how good your linebackers are too. Kicker? Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I will say, Ponder, I feel better about because we weren't quite. We knew anger was a NFL uh-uh. punter. No, 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 no. I'm not hearing this. I he was screaming looking. all. I was screaming all training camp last year about how good Brian Anger was, That's and bad. then all throughout the season, I was like, "You, we need to give Brian Anger some credit here." Uh, no, I, 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 but I agree with you that I think he may be he may be punting better, and that we certainly feel overall as a group feel more confident sure. about him. Uh, kicker, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably better because we were starting to worry about – I think it's better because I think this team is now willing to cut whoever the kicker is and go get another kicker, well, where well, I don't feel like that was the case before last, in the last – I mean, year. you could talk yourself into just being more clarity at the position. Like, like yeah. Cowboys can say, hey, we know we suck at kicker. I think yeah. last year there was still this belief that Greg Zerline was a good kicker, right? Yeah. Well, or yeah, that they or they were going to work through it. I don't think. It, it, I think it's, it's a better spot because there's not a guy on the team that the coach feels like he has to let him work through it. He just gets rid of yeah. him and goes gets another one, which is well. On, on top do. of that, I don't think the Cowboys are going to put themselves into positions where they're going to rely on kickers. For, like, for what I mean is, 
if it's fourth and two from the 31 yard line, going for it. They're going for it. Like they're not even messing around with, with a kicker at this point. Is that going to cost them some points and maybe cost them a game or two? We'll see. But it might win the them math, a game or two. The math adds it, up there. Oh, yeah, always. it might I mean, win them a game or two. Plus, if you feel more confident about your defense this year in a play-by-play basis, yeah. it's not the end of the world to strike out on a couple fourth and twos from the 33-yard line. Like it's 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 okay. It's not the end of the world. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I, I, I'm hoping for more kind of, uh, uh, you know, complimentary football between the offense and the defense. That doesn't just mean running the football necessarily. It means being situ- be uh, exploiting situations because you know you have a good defense. And a lot of that has to do with what you just talked about, being more aggressive on fourth downs uh, and, and going for it because, you know, you've got a defense that can handle that kind yep. of you know turnaround. So we we had a couple of positions that we thought were dramatically better, mostly in the secondary, uh, definitely at linebacker. The offensive line is certainly worse on paper now than it was a year ago. The receivers are definitely worse. We'll see if uh, they're able to overcome the uh, offensive line and wide receivers. I think the offensive line and wide receivers are all – well, maybe not wide – maybe wide receiver. I think offensive line is definitely a candidate, though, for the opportunity to be much better than it was last year. Like at by the end of the year, you know what I'm saying? Like if they can grow, because I think what you got by the end of the year last year was kind of a lot of beat up guys who weren't playing specifically well, specifically Tyron Smith. Yep. Yeah. And well, and remember, there was some stretches in there where Tyron didn't play. Lyle Collins was suspended. They were shifting back and forth between Connor Williams and Connor McGovern. We'll see. I, and it, as much as talent matters, continuity matters too. So if simply just having guys who could stay on the field and play with each other for 10 plus games may produce better overall results on the offensive line, even with yes. you know less talented players. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making locked on Cowboys. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the ultimate pro football preview 2022. It's an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. All the same places that you would download the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Check us out on YouTube uh, as well on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. We've got football next week, Landon. Let's go. That's right. That's right.